August 28th, 2013. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. Welcome to This Week in Interview. This Week in Interview is a program where we bring you interesting information about Dominica. We interview interesting personalities. Uh, we try to keep you abreast with events that are happening that affects Dominica and, and the Caribbean. And um, we try to bring you topics and discussions that stimulate your thoughts and, and provoke creativity and innovation. At least that's, that's our intention. Uh, tonight, we planned to have the, the matron of the Princess Margaret Hospital with us along with the hospital services coordinator, but unfortunately, um, there are some activities going on that prevents them from being able to join us this evening. And um, this notice came a little sharp and did not allow us to um, have the opportunity to have a replacement guest. But nothing is lost. Uh, we will reschedule Matron Wyke um, to, another, to another time. She was very eager to, to come on and present um, the the nursing situation in Dominica, the Princess Margaret Hospital, both she and the hospital services coordinator were very anxious to come on and talk to us about what we consider to be one of our assets in the country, which is the Princess Margaret Hospital. And I know our listeners also were, were anxious um, to hear and to interact with, with Matron Wyke. So uh, our invitation is standing and she has, she has expressed she has expressed her, her desire to come on. So we will definitely look forward to having her with us at a future date. But in the, instead of, of our planned program, I thought that last week we had a very interesting discussion with um, Mr. Calvin Patrick. And uh, I, a number of interesting ideas were put forward. Our topic of discussion last week was how could we use technology to help move Dominica forward from the turbulent economic and social times that it is currently facing. And we had, we had a number of areas that we explored. Uh, we explored how it, from an economic point of view, how it could impact in agriculture. We explored education, we explored health, um, energy, in a number of areas, and very interesting ideas were put forward. So tonight I thought we had the unique opportunity, while that discussion was still fresh in the minds of our listeners, to sort of take this one step forward. Um, we are often accused of being ideas people, and there's nothing wrong in being an idea person. But how do you move an idea from from a concept uh, into the realm of implementation and execution? So what I thought what I thought we would do tonight um, would be to pick one of those areas that that Mr. Patrick identified and flesh it out a little bit. How how would we, in a practical sense, approach the implementation of such an idea? Uh, what would it take? Uh, how would we go about um, 
getting the necessary funding, getting the necessary expertise, that sort of thing. We, we would explore that um, and see how we would put it in a format where we could almost from there move to identifying personnel, identifying possible funding, and um, and just you know put, wrap our hands around it, make it more practical than just a concept, just an idea. And um, the the area that I thought that we could concentrate on was the very interesting idea that Mr. Patrick presented to us was in the area of education and how we could use technology in education so that we could sort of even the playing field um, between schools that had a little more resources and schools that didn't, students who had more resources and students that didn't have as much resources. How would we go about using technology, for example, to, to lessen the burden of parents having to purchase textbooks for kids. And then, you know, we all have the experience where parents buy textbooks for kids. There's a, there's a younger sibling coming up, but that textbook is no longer current because there's a new edition. Well, if we're able to put the textbooks in e-version or even the lesson plans in e-version and equip kids with a tablet, for example, how would you be able to implement that idea? That, that was, I thought was a very novel idea. And I think it's, it's an idea that, um, that could be implemented. So, so I decided to choose, out of, out of the many suggestions that, that um, Calvin helped us um, identify last week, I just, we, we decided that we would choose the education aspect of the solution. And um, with that, we see how we would go about implementing it. Now, now, listeners, I would like you to be part of this discussion. Um, so I invite your calls. You, you can reach us at um, telephone number 202-525-7231. I'll say it again, 202-525-7231. To be part of the discussion, I, I will open up the lines in, in a few minutes, and um, I hope I hope we would get uh, a few calls. You know, I will welcome your ideas, welcome your contributions. And on tonight, what we would discuss is how would we use technology in education to to help move the education system in Dominica into a mode where it is supportive, let's say, of the economic aspirations of the country, how, how we could use it to help train our young people so that they are prepared for the workforce. So I think we have our work cut out for us tonight. It's going to be a very interesting topic. It is now um, approximately 19 minutes after 8 p.m., August 28th, 2013, and this is this week in interview. I, I want to take the opportunity to acknowledge our sponsors. We have a sponsorship from Island Event Tickets. Island Event Tickets uh, provide online ticket sales uh, to 
organizers for persons who are planning and organizing Caribbean themed events. Um, you could have your event highlighted on island event tickets and have tickets sold uh, for for those events. Um, islandeventtickets.com we, we thank them for their sponsorship of tonight's program. Also, we have um, our usual sponsor, um, telenative.com. Telenative.com is a telephone service that, that provides a local number to persons living in the diaspora so that you can make local calls to Dominica. So if you were in New York or Toronto or London or St. Martin or Antigua and you make regular calls to Dominica, Telenative.com provides you with a 767 number so your calls are local. We thank the folks at Telenative and at Island Event Tickets for their sponsorship. And listeners, we will be right back in a minute to continue our discussion on the use of technology in education in Dominica. So please stand by. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today. 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. Welcome back. Uh, We thank our our sponsors. I'm going to talk about technology, the use of technology in the education system in Dominica. And um, last week, we had Calvin Patrick on with us. And one of the suggestions that he had was how would we how do we imagine using technology in education and he was given the example of um if we were able to deploy tablets for example into the hands of kids and then once they have the tablets and the access to the internet if we could one of the benefits would be to light, lessen the load the burden on parents um, in terms of purchase of textbooks, in terms of access to research material, um, additional resources. How would we go about using that technology? For example, um, Mr. Patrick did mention the the idea of this, the scarcity or the unavailability of a teacher in every in every institution that could that that could teach so you could have one person in, in a location create a lesson that lesson can can be recorded and that lesson can be delivered in electronic form over the net to students all over the island so tonight we want to, I wanted to flesh that out a little bit for example one of the ideas that we had that I, I think we, where we could implement something like that would be to pick pick a school and maybe not necessarily a school in Roseau. pick one of the schools one of the newer schools say at Casa Bruce or 
or Londonderry or one, one of the other schools around the island and do like a pilot project. I, I, I'm not sure what the classroom sizes are now, but take for example, when I was going to grammar school, my average class size was between 25 and 35. So let's say 25 is a good number. And we were able to identify some reasonably priced tablets, region of about $100, $150, $200 max. And we were to purchase 25 of those, of those tablets. And um, we would identify infrastructure in the sense of a silver, okay, um, and the other equipment that we would need to set up a network over which you could deliver um, content. The next part of this would be actually creating the content. So, so we would say, okay, we get teachers, teachers have to prepare a lesson plan. The teachers prepare a lesson plan all the time. But that lesson plan is usually created in a book on charts. Maybe the more sophisticated teacher might have a, a desktop computer and they would prepare the lesson plan on the computer and they would teach the lesson and, and freshen it up, you know, every every year. They update it a little bit. And and maybe that teacher might share that lesson among the teachers in that school. So we, we would say, okay, so what would it take to take that lesson plan now and convert it into electronic format? So that now that, that, that content is in a format that you can now deliver to, that you can now deliver to, to students at all the schools. So there is a curriculum development unit within the Ministry of Agriculture, or Ministry of Education, I'm sorry. So involve the curriculum development unit. Let them identify areas where you have teachers who, say, a math teacher who, who's very good at presenting um, sets, you know? And, he, and that teacher does a lesson on sets. Um, we could easily have a camera in the classroom at the time, record that teacher de delivering that class on sets. Now, we now have... We now have a... Um, and if you're on the line, I would I'll, I'll ask you to hold on for one second. Um, we, will, we will be with you in a moment. So just, if you're on the line, hold on, hold on one minute. We'll, we'll be with you in a second. And um, we have a caller calling in. So that teacher now delivers the content. And um, that content is recorded and distributed to all the, the classes when they're doing sets. Or it could be a resource that students could use while they're doing their homework, for example. So that, that sort of idea, we think, is something that is immediately implementable. But let's, let's go to the line. We have a call on the line, so we, we will um, pause a little bit and let's hear what, what our caller. Caller, good evening. What's on your mind? Good evening. Um, what I'm thinking is that technology in education in Dominica should be more than just 
lesson plans and changing lessons, but it should change the way that we, like the classroom setup, because our aim in part should be to build students who are on par with the rest of the world in their use of, te- of technology and their use of science and math. And by incorporating that into our classrooms from an early age, then we're more likely to keep up with, I guess, the United States and more more importantly, places like China and the Asian countries. Um, so things like smart boards, where the teachers can just work from the board and it's connected to a computer and they put up you know, an equation, and right there, you can work it out and solve it and see the answer appear, and it's less of a writing thing and more of an interactive, innovative, and the students can also use that themselves. It's just a board you touch, and, you know, you can do all the work right there on it, but it's not writing, and that's a way to keep students interested and also just evolve our classrooms with the rest of the world. Well, that, that's that's an interesting contribution. We move, in, move beyond just tablets but actually have smart, but call, can I ask you where you're calling from, Carla? I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Oh, so you, you are calling from the United States. Um, let me, let's just give us a little bit of your background. Did you, did you go to school in the Caribbean and, and then in the U.S.? What, what's your background? We're just trying to get a perspective, maybe an experience. I did. I attended primary school in the Caribbean in Dominica, and then I attended high school middle school as well as high school and now in university in the U.S. Okay, you attended high, middle school, high school, and you're in university in the United States. So you, do you, so you have an idea of um, the, the instruction that happens in Dominica and you have a direct comparison to the type of instructions that happen in the United States. Okay, so yeah, let's, let's take your idea a little bit um, and see how how we would how it would be applicable. So I'm not sure what the what the cost of a smart board would be, but again, it would it would keep in with the idea that we have that we could choose a school, mm-hmm. choose a school, use it as a pilot project, get a couple smart boards in there, and um, still have the idea of the tablets as well. And um, and see how you know, but but in your experience, what type, there would be a certain level of training for the teachers and that sort of thing involved, I would imagine. Definitely some training for the teachers, but it's nothing more difficult than, and I'm, I imagine that a lot of our teachers today can use the desktop. So it's nothing more difficult than using the desktop, but you just you're using your hands on the on the board rather than a keyboard. And so with the tablet, I would think you could connect it so that if you call on a student, call on Johnny in the classroom to show his work from his tablet, he should be able to transmit that work that he does from his desk onto the chalkboard. And so you can work that way. Just little innovative things like that that just make it easier and, and it, it'll keep students interested. Interesting. So, you, so you're saying that instead of little Johnny... <laughs> Um, coming up to the front and taking the chalk and, and trying to develop, Johnny could be in his seat on his tablet yes. and the work that he does would show up on the board and his, his fellow classmates could now interact and say, okay, what did he do wrong? What could he do better? How did, exactly. Does this agree with... I, I think that's excellent. And, 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 and I mean, how many times do we see little kids with the tablets and the phones 
just going at it, you know? And so I think students with a math problem might be a little more apprehensive to work it out on paper, but the whole idea of the technology at that age is to just grab their interest. So they're more likely to just work out that problem, right or wrong, right there in their seats on the tablet, just because of that technological aspect. And, and Akola, I have to say that you, your idea has expanded the discussion because I was thinking about picking a secondary school, and although your suggestion is quite relevant to the secondary school, it seems like you, you, you are thinking that it may be beneficial to start even early than a yeah. secondary age school. I do think so. I think a primary school might be more ideal, actually. And then you can train them, even, even um, maybe not pre-K, but a first grade, you start them from there and build it up so that could be, the pilot program could be concentrated to even one grade, you know, make it a smaller scale, and you follow them throughout the grades and you see what kind of difference that makes in their learning and, and the teaching style and all of that over a couple of years. Right, and then, and then the, the other thing about having the lessons at that level is that once the lesson is created, it doesn't go away. I mean, it stays on file, so to speak, and it is yeah. there to be used again and, and updated and refreshed and new ideas get added on and it is searchable and, and that sort of thing. And, and in that form, once the lesson is produced and, say, the program is expanded, you just transmit the lesson to a different school or other schools in Dominica and to other teachers and that one lesson that has proven effective is now island-wide. Wow, this is exciting. You see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about opening up the discussion and not limiting ourselves to what we used to. To say, well, you know, um, we used to chalk and board, so maybe we take it one more level where we have textbooks in primary school. But no, let's, let's, let's take it to the next level. And I think um, Calvin sort of alluded to that last week in his, in his ideas. He was saying that what tends to happen is that in countries like Dominica, technology doesn't only allow us to, to catch up. It allows us to leapfrog. So, exactly. So, so we can leapfrog forward where, um, and, and, and it sounds as if the, the cost of something like that would be a lot cheaper than trying to do uh, a system where you bring teachers in and train them in a new teaching technique and you send them back to their schools and you send inspectors to to sit in the class and, and monitor but them. But even, even, even at that level, the teacher training level, if you make that, if you put that, you know, in a technological manner, if you put that online, put that on the net, even training evolves into something significantly easier and, and much cheaper. No, certainly, certainly. I really, I really like the way this conversation is 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 heading, and um, you know, our like you say, young people take gadgets and technology and just and run with it, and um, you know, the the idea that you get them comfortable to using that technology from from a very early age, it completely shifts the paradigm paradigm from which they approach education. And it, it completely shifts the discussion into a different, into a different mode. And um, what I really like about the idea is, is the level of of students that you would have coming out of a system like that. And um, I, like I said, I'm not sure what the cost of 
I'm not sure what the cost of a smart board would be, but f but I could easily see you don't have to get a smart board into every classroom. It could be it could be a math lab, for example, and yep. students go to that classroom for maths, even if it's once or twice a week, and 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 they get their instructions that way. And if they have access to to a tablet, they can check the tablet out. Um, when they need to so that they can take it home and they can use the tablet to um, to do their homework for the students who do not have computers at home. And um, yep. and we could involve some of the companies now. We will have to look at the telecom providers and, and see if we could get internet service into the schools and, and networking um, capabilities in the schools. And, and and find a way to connect them. And I think the infrastructure, as Calvin was saying last week, the by and large infrastructure exists because the, the infrastructure you would take to communicate, a, a school to communicate, say, with with a supervisor who whose office it has the curriculum development unit is the same infrastructure in which cell phone service operates. Um, so so by and large, the, that that. It, that infrastructure already exists. Carla, I'm very, very happy that you called um, to to bring us your point of view. And um, is that, I mean, do you want to take it further or, or do you have any other ideas? Um, not so much. I think maybe we should, I think maybe we should take it, you know, we can start it small, but also look at our, um, the university in Dominica and, they might also really benefit from that. So not only can our primary schools at the lower level benefit, but the universities as well. I go to a university that's very research-based and very much science and technology, and there's so much more you can do with the computers and with the different software and those programs when it's a part of the classroom, when you, you build it into the lesson. So, I mean... You know, Dominicans have the brain for innovation. We've always had the, the mind for it. What we sometimes lack is the resources. And if we put that in, in their hands, there's no telling where we can move from there. Yes, I, I, I agree with you completely. And if you want to join the discussion, the number to call is 202-525-7231. This is This Week in Interview, and we are continuing the discussion that we started last week, Wednesday, on the use of technology in assisting Dominica to move forward in general, but tonight we've narrowed down our focus on the use of technology in education. And um, Carla, you sound like you, well, you, uh, you said you, you, you're pretty young because you, you are in college right now. Um, I would imagine that it might be possible to mobilize persons like yourself who are attending college in, in the States, for example, to be part of the implementation of, of this type of project. And, and additionally, to, to also marshal some of the resources that we have. We know Dominica has a huge diaspora out there um, and persons in significant positions. So the challenge that we face is to, is to take this idea and to create a project out of it that's in a in a form that can be implemented, you know? And um, I would submit a challenge out there to any of the listeners out there who who feel that they have 
an area that they can contribute. If it is in the stage of helping to develop the project, um, we at TDN Radio will will also take it on board, and um, and maybe try to approach some of the some of the offices, some of the persons in in representative offices in the U.S. I know we have um, an ambassador to the UN, or if that's what he's called, and also an ambassador to the U.S. We have um, different diplomatic positions. I I, I think those ideas are concrete enough that if we were to put it in the form of a page or two pages, we could probably involve those offices and see how those um, offices could be, those ideas could be put into a project that could be implemented. So, so Carla, I would want to thank you very much for calling in and for adding so richly to the discussion that we had that we had this evening. And I encourage... Um, I Others who want, who was listening to join us to discussion. Let me just give out the number one more time: two zero two five two five seven two three one. If you would like to join the discussion, yes, caller, go ahead. Um, just add one more thing. I will say that um, a lot of the universities in the U.S. I know for sure in the Northeast and my university as well has Caribbean student societies as well as Caribbean clubs. They're always looking for community service projects and. You know, we often think of natural disasters and those kinds of things to work at, which is, there's no harm in that. But maybe taking something on like this as a project is something that we can do. Working from our positions in the U.S. where we have a sort of different experience and maybe bringing that to our respective islands and to Dominican and places like that. That's so just to the university students out there. That's an excellent idea. Maybe we would, we would challenge you to, um, <laughs> to help us maybe try to put this project forward. Um, you could shoot us an email, you know, at um, info at um, tdnradio.net. Okay, info at tdnradio.net. Shoot us an email, and um, we could see how we could actually develop that because this is what I actually hope that this this next program would, would turn into, um, to move the ideas that we talk about from just being ideas, which are great, but into a format that is that is that we can present to a person and actually go into an implementation mode. So, caller, once again, I thank you very much for your call and for you, the richness that you've brought to our discussion. And thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome. Okay, listeners, isn't this exciting? Um, we had this call from our caller in Houston, Texas, who had. Um, this great idea to move it beyond just doing you know the tablets and and the, and 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 the lesson in e format but actually have the smart board where you can have interaction in the classroom and we can imagine we can imagine what impact that would have on the on the education system in Dominica i am um, want to take it to another another avenue for example um let us imagine that we that we had an agricultural program that was that was being used that on this system that we're talking about it was an agricultural program and one of the solutions that um calvin talked about last week was having technology in agriculture so that we could do better management of 
our production capacity. Um, we could liaise better between when our products are ready for harvest and when our markets are ready for, those product, for that product. We could have extension officers actually doing live, um, live tracking of, let's say, dashing in the ground, you know, or, or, or meat. If we, were, if we were growing goats, for example, how many goats are coming up for slaughter in August or, or December? And you could, and all you had to do, as an extension officer, was go onto your system, and you could see. The last time an officer visited the farms and what he found, what the mortality rates were, and that sort of thing. So, so imagine that solution now and think of an agricultural program that we could develop using that technology. Okay? And um, so you have, whether it's at the secondary school level or even at the state college level, you have students who get the, the, the instructions on the computer, they have the resources. We could tap into resources of universities in the US, their research programs, their, their techniques. You may have someone who, that's what they do for a living, they work for the, for the USDA, you know, or, or the agricultural um, division. And, and they, can, they have access to resources that they could make available and you have those students who probably now could accompany an extension officer out when he goes to do his work. And um, so, so you have the technology being used as an instruction, but it is actually directly applicable in the, to, to the agricultural industry. And we know how, we know how important that is to our economy. Um, we shouldn't agree that agriculture is is a second tier to tourism in, you know in our, in our country i mean we have too much fertile land and enough water and everything for that so if we if we were, if we were to move that for example so so not only we did like a math program but we did an agricultural program where now we have students not only learning from technology but in the direct application of the learning they can now use the technology to enhance the agricultural production in Dominica. Think of how much of an impact that would have on the agricultural sector, on our efficiencies, our elimination of waste. And it would take agriculture from being a profession that people look down upon to one where persons can be proud once again to be a farmer, to, to be involved in agriculture. I think that the, the idea of implementing a project that uses technology in education in Dominica has tremendous benefit, you know. We could, we could definitely see how our country would benefit from that. We, we could produce kids who who are who are proud to be farmers. We could produce an agricultural sector. Dominico could then become the, you know the what they call the breadbasket of not only the OECS of 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 the region, the Windward Islands, you know, of of the Caribbean. 
and one more once more we could be proud we could we could have all of this agroindustry that um that once existed we could have a rebirth of that but we would do it in a technologically smart way um last week when calvin spoke about we limiting ourselves for example with our citrus industry to say well there's not enough production of citrus juice in Dominica to support a citrus packing plant, a citrus bottling plant. Well, why don't we use all what we produce and augment it with imported juices? Now, technology will allow us to go on the world market to purchase that excess, that surplus that we need at the best price. I, I worked at, um, when I was in Dominica, I worked at DCP for, for a while, and um. That's what that's what DCP did. They would they would buy copra from farmers and press local coconut oil, but that was nowhere sufficient to um, to meet the, the needs that they had for for the produce that they made. So they bought coconut oil on the world market, um, and that worked out fine. They would they would buy some of the other ingredients, and they were able to, you know. They had big tanks and big storage units, so when the price was low enough, they could buy it and store it. But that may not be the most efficient way to do it. Technology now would allow us to be able to do that and to track that. So I think our discussion tonight is very relevant. I, I think we have a, a lot of food for thought, but more than just food for thought, I think we have the opportunity to to move the project forward into a format that is directly implementable. So listeners, I encourage you to call. We have we have maybe five more minutes where we could take your call. The number is two zero two five two five seven two three one. Call and express your ideas and if you're not willing to call you could always email us at um info at tdnradio.net so I think tonight we covered some very good ideas we we got the idea of using the smart board we thank the caller from Houston for that idea and I, I, I am very you know um, stimulated by that idea very very stimulated by that idea married with the idea of issuing tablets and using the idea that if we move our learning into a, an online version, we can reduce the burden that parents feel in having to purchase textbooks and and every year having to purchase another textbook because the last one, there's a new edition. And giving teachers the opportunity to be able to publish their work. You know, right now to publish, you have to have so much stuff and be able to bind it into a book and that sort of thing. But if we could create a mode where it is easier to, to publish this stuff because once you have it in e-format and you have a mode of delivery, it's published in that sense. And um, Dominica could take the lead in the region in terms of being able to, um, and leading that sort of driving in terms of technology. Uh, I was reading that there was a, a meeting of ministers, Caribbean ministers um, last week and the Jamaican minister who's responsible for technology and communication, uh, he was 
imploring his colleagues, his fellow ministers, and as well as telecom service providers to move beyond just thinking of technology in terms of voice, being able to enhance how you make a phone call, but to think of it in terms of the internet and data and how we can actually leverage it and have a network that can support the things that's needed in, in the region. And I think um, education would certainly be an area that, that we could get a lot of, of traction. So I like, I like the ideas. I know you do too. We look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to your feedback. Um, we at TDN, we, we promise TDN Radio, we promise that we will pursue, I will pursue the ideas and, and report back to you because, um, you know, I advocate accountability. I think that's one of the things that, that's lacking um, in a lot of our systems in Dominica, political as well as all the systems, accountability. Um, we would welcome all and any contributions that you have to make to, to the discussion and the development of the ideas. But we're out of time. This has been This Week in Interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. Wonderful night.